Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Amanda Seals here. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Hello, I'm Jeremiah. Like the Bible, everybody. Happy Friday. Did you know that it is National Social Media Day? I did not know that. <laughs> if, one, if one thing don't need a national day, it's social media. Because we doing that every day. <laughs> we are doing that every day. Well, this uh-huh. hour, we got, of course, some Black Joy. Yeah, always. Friday. Always. Every hour, and we hitting them with Black Joy, Black Joy, Black Joy. We're also going to hit you with the Public Service, Public Seals announcement, the PSA. And you know what? We're going to check the voicemail. So we're going to get into all of that this hour. And of course, all of that all day today. We are always on the up and up on Fridays. For those of you who are just listening for the first time, we don't tell no bad news on Fridays, mm-hmm. okay? We like to keep everything up, 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 because we know, we know that it's a lot going on out here. It can be very taxing on the soul and the spirit, we also know that tomorrow is my birthday. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> so just want to shout out all my cancers and uh, shout out all my July firsters because you know what? July firsters. Yes. Shout out to Missy Elliott. Ooh. Okay. Rest in peace to, Di- to Princess Diana. Ooh. Yeah. July firsters. We out here. And you know what? It says that July for people born on the first are natural born leaders. Okay. Well. I fulfilled it. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll be right back, y'all. Remember, you can check out more of the Amanda Seals Show wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out my podcast, Small Doses. This mm-hmm. week, our latest episode is Side Effects of Beating Breast Cancer with Ananda Lewis. Yeah. Y'all, if you are going to listen to any podcast of mine, Please listen to this episode, Ananda. I know that you're like, well, if I don't have breast cancer, I don't know nobody that got breast cancer. Like, why would I need to listen to that? It's it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's deeper than rap. Okay, so make sure you check that out and uh, make sure you keep it locked right here because we got more show for you. It's the Amanda Seal Show on a Friday, Friday. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's a Friday, so you know what time it is. It's time for a story of Black Joy. Let's get into it, Amanda. Let's this, do it. This is a good story. So 34 years after Donald Trump led the lynch mobs to execute him and four other wrongly accused young black men and brown men, Yusef Salam of the Exonerated Five has declared victory in the New York City Council race to represent Harlem. I'm sorry, Doctor Yusuf Salam. You better know about it. Yes, yes. Uh, this is really great news. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we reported that he was running for the position, mm-hmm. and the woman he was running against had made a comment saying, "We don't need any millionaires in this role. Right, we need right. people that have actually come from the bottom." And I'm like, "What? How? How bottom you want to go? I, I like he didn't get the millions from uh, um, having a silver spoon. Exactly. He actually got it because he was wrongfully accused and in served. There you go. And served a whole lot of time in prison. Like, have you seen when, when they see us? I cannot watch when they see like, us. Like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, because I think there's one thing to hear a story and then obviously film. I can't are able watch it. To do it. I'm like, oh, wow. And you know, I want to be crying. That's I was, something I need I, to watch on a flight. You, on a flight? <laughs> because I like that's the type of stuff I need to watch when I'm like trapped somewhere. Oh, okay. Because I can't turn it off. And also I can just like feel my feelings and then right. move on. I might definitely have to like stop because I'm like, oh, this is a lot to yeah, take see? in. Um, but we actually that was a movie that I never felt like we needed to see as in black people. Right. I'm, I don't think it's for us no. per se, but the people need to definitely see it as far as. It was as... really like, it's called When They See Us, but it's like, when y'all see this. <laughs> when y'all see this. We actually have Yusef's, um, Dr. Yusef Salam's victory speech. Let's hear it. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. This campaign has been about those who have been forgotten. This, This campaign has been about our Harlem community who has been pushed into the margins of life and made to believe that they were supposed to be there. What has happened in this campaign has restored my faith in knowing that I was born for this. 
every single thing that happens to you happens for you. Right, right. Having to be kidnapped from my home yeah. as a 15-year-old child right. to be lodged in the belly of the beast. Right. I was gifted to turn that experience into the womb of America. I was gifted because I was able to see it for what it really was. A system that was trying to make me believe that I was my ancestors' wildest nightmare. But I am my ancestors' wildest dream. Hey, doctor. That was beautiful. Yes. Congrats yes. to him and his whole team. Um, I think it's just really... You know, there's something to be said for like in America, this 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 legislation thing that you can really actually like change your life. Mm. Um, and I think for a lot of people, they think that running for office and all that like is only available to like certain people. But it is not, y'all. It's not anybody. Anybody can run for office. All you got to do is have a vision, some common sense, mm-hmm. and get into it. So congrats to Youssef and his whole uh, campaign. This really is uh, an incredible feat that he has successfully done. All right. We love it. Shout out to Dr. Youssef Salam and Exonerated Five, everybody, you know. And you know what that is. A story of black joy. We'll be right back to The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up. Okay, now, sis, that's something important to say. Allow me to reintroduce myself. It's a public seals announcement on the Amanda Seal Show. You know, I was going to talk about the Supreme Court's decision to, you know, basically take down affirmative action, but I'm not going to do that. I was going to talk about how, you know, Ron DeSantis is out here saying he wanted to get rid of the FBI, the IRS, and the Board of Education, but I'm not going to do that. You know what I do want to talk about? It is a fun day Friday, so I want to talk about cancer season. Shout out to my cancers, because, yes, my birthday is tomorrow, and it is a special time for us. We in the thick of the crying season, y'all. We in the thick of our era. For those of you who are cancers, you know that we live a tortured experience. We're loyal to a fault. We're highly creative. And we are deeply sensitive. And then if you're like me and you a Virgo rising, well, shh, you, on, you analytical on top of that? Man, listen. All these feelings. And you got the nerd to be trying to rationalize and logicalize the feelings. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I want to shout out all my cancers. And I also could spend this time talking about the July 4th is this weekend and it ain't really real for us. And you know what? I'm not going to do that because what I am going to say is this. Black folk, if you're listening, just have a good old black old time on their dime. You feel me? And when I say their dime, meaning it's a federal holiday, and if you got the day off, take it and own it and live in it and just forget about what it's for. But know that you deserve it. All right, now. All right. Happy birthday to me and to the rest of y'all. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say it. The Amanda Seal Show. Lie to you, Jack. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Uh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone. You heard from us. You can always hit my line. Now we want to hear from you. Hello. What's on your mind? Hit us up on the hotline. Get it off your chest. 855 262 6328. What's up with it? 855 Amanda 8. Talk to us. Oh, sex, no cat. Yeah. We listening. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Dr. Bye. This is Laprecia from DC. Um, I am calling to share uh, things I learned this week. Um, so, what I learned this week is that a lot of um, 
medical review journals um, are starting to classify PCOS under the intersex umbrella. So PCOS, um, for the people that don't know, um, is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it is a hormonal condition that affects about 20% of people uh, with ovaries worldwide. Uh, it does cause like things like cysts on your ovaries. Um, it can make you more susceptible to more types of um, cancer, um, can also cause um, infertility in some cases, um, and also can cause um, just a bunch of different things um, in regards to like hormones in the body. So um, I just think that it's so interesting and it, and it makes a lot of sense that uh, PCOS would be considered um, under that intersex umbrella. So yeah, mm. that's what I learned this week. And uh, thank you so much. I hope y'all have a great day. Interesting. Come on, science and biology. Well, you know, but here's the thing. We got these folks out here who are very like, there's only two genders. Mm-hmm. That's all that there can be. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about intersex, uh, what we're saying is that scientifically, biologically, there are people who aren't necessarily um, presenting mm-hmm. with the criteria that has been socially accepted as definitive of male mm-hmm. or female and man and woman. Mm-hmm. So this, again, starts to break open just the conversation around the fact that gender is content- mm-hmm. gender is made up. Um And that as humans, like we are on a spectrum of sexuality, not just in our desires, Mm -hmm. but in our physical forms. Right. Biologically. Yes. How our hormones are presenting, our our genetic makeup, all those different things are at play. I mean, like you can be presenting as a woman because you have a certain level of estrogen, Mm -hmm. but then not have a uterus. Right. Right. Does that make you not a woman? The Republicans are shaking right now, man. Do they, they, they? No, not even just the Republicans. <laughs> there are black people listening right now who are diehard Democrats and who consider themselves to be very deep believers of, of Christianity and of, of, of just, you know, a higher power, but who feel like there's these like very specific box, you know, boxes that people need to be in in order for them to, you know, be anointed with the grace of God. And that's just simply not true. You know, I seen a thing about this one time and they were like, we can talk about uh, to dispel like the binary of like Christianity. Mm-hmm. They were like, yes, God made like day and night, but we also have like sunset and sunrises. We have like these everything in between. <laughs> these yes, two. the binaries do exist, but there's always these things in between the binary. You have land and, and sky, but there are things in between. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that are just as real and just as valid. And that goes with people. Mm-hmm. There's Adam, there's Eve, and there's a whole lot in between. Yeah. There we go. Don't say I never taught you nothing. Listen, if you are listening right now, I hope that we got you. Li- I hope we got you thinking. And shout out to sis because that's the point of things I learned this week: sharing because knowledge is caring. We're going right back to the Amanda Seal Show on the Friday Friday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, it's a fun day Friday. Did you know um, that on this day in 1984, Fantasia was born. Fantasia? Barino. As well as Mike Tyson, David Allen Greer, Tony Rock. These are all fellow Cancerians, my cancer people. Let me just also say, though, like, Cancer men, eh, it's rough. <laughs> I will say now Fantasia's music makes much more sense. She's like, <laughs> if you don't want me, don't talk to me. Really, though? That's so cancer? She's like, put your picture <laughs> on my mirror. She said, when I see you. When, when I, I see you. She was feeling the feels. <laughs> uh, well, you know, as we do every Friday, we hit you with the Black Joy story. So we're going to definitely get you into that. And also this hour, Jeremiah got to hit you with his The People 
versus. That's right, y'all. So look out for that. And I'm going to hit you with my things I learned this week. And make sure you call us up and share the things that you've learned this week. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Make sure to check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you miss any part of this show, you don't have to fret. You can just go and get the podcast, y'all. You can also check out the latest episode of my Small Doses podcast. We have the legend, the icon, Miss Ananda Lewis of MTV. Well, you know what? She has been suffering Suffering's not the word. She has been beating mm-hmm. breast cancer mm-hmm. since 2019. She came on the show to talk about it. And I got to tell you, it's a way deeper conversation than just breast cancer. She is giving us life. Yes. Literally, actually, because Save she's saving her own life. And it is alchemy. It brought me to tears. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. You can watch it at amandasealstv.com. We'll be right back with more of the Amanda Seals Show. Don't move. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What's good, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for a story of black joy. So, you know, Amanda, we don't always get a lot of great news out of Florida. (laughs) Well, we got some black joy for today. So, in the year she started high school, Jasmine Merzad, Larry, and her family were homeless due to a fire that had taken place in their home and the house completely destroyed. In the fire, Jasmine's father became severely injured, according to her mother, um, who was nine months pregnant at the time. God dang. But guess what, Amanda? What's up? Four years later, she graduated valedictorian for class with an 8.07 GPA. And during her valedictorian speech, she encouraged her fellow graduates saying, not ever, ever, I mean ever, um, give up on their dreams. Like, don't do it. Like, clearly she's been through the ring. <laughs> she's like, I've... <laughs> You know, she also had ADHD and hearing loss, mm-hmm. which she considered weaknesses at first. Right. Okay. But, uh, you know, with all those things, she still managed to do AP classes. Of course, she didn't do AP American, Black American history because nah. they not letting that happen. But she participated in dual enrollment. She mm-hmm. earned like a Cambridge Advanced International Certificate. I mean, mama did everything but graduate from college while she was in high school. Basically. But I think, you know, it's really just a testament of what she said, which is that, you know, you're going have slings and arrows thrown at you like there's mm-hmm. gonna be all these obstacles but just keep on going and I think I wouldn't be surprised if the reason she was able to keep on going is because she had a support system right that's also when we talked about like um last week about how they have these schools who are making these ridiculous rules at graduation Ugh. you never know what someone ha- has been through to get to this point Woo! like Jasmine's been through the ringer to get to this point and to stand as valedictorian I'm sure this, is, this yeah. is a momentous day for her and her family and then have an 8.07 GPA I don't even know what that is me either what? I was <laughs> I was having my 3.3 I was like we did it Joe but 8 point I can't even imagine it I don't know I mean I did have a 4.1 but I mean like 8 point where, how do you get to the eight? I think it's the AP classes. That's what really does it. Cause they like weigh differently. Uh-huh. Depending on what school you go to, they're like the weighted GPA versus unweighted. It's like a whole thing. It's like a whole science and math to these GPAs. But oh. nevertheless, you know, I hope she did her little dance. And yeah. People, people are actually able to clap for her. Yay. <laughs> Cause you know, these new schools. Haters. <laughs> well, the math is mathing and that is incredible. So shout out to Ms. Jasmine Mazard Larry. And that is a story of black joy we'll be right back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up yes y'all it is the amanda seal show i am amanda seals and i'm german like the bible and it is time for another edition of the people versus now y'all y'all know the courtroom i preside over is a fair courtroom Sometimes the tables turn. Okay. <laughs> this week, y'all, 
It's the people versus Sukiyana. What? <laughs> Wasn't this? Wait. You know, like last week before that, it was the people versus YK Osiris yeah. in defense of Sukiyana. Yes. Yeah, the tables turned. Oh my God. What did I do when the tables was turned? <laughs> so the people are a little upset because Sukiyana posted a picture with NLE Choppa with the caption that said, Jeffrey Dahmer ain't got ish on me the way I eat a black dude out. White heart emoji or blue heart emoji. And people were like, excuse me, what? Yeah. <laughs> so she clarified that this was a lyric from one of her songs. And then she further clarified that said, so they make a whole movie about Jeffrey Dahmer, but I can't make a verse about him. I am a rapper. Y'all pick and choose too much. I said what I said and I'm performing it. Move on. People didn't move on, Amanda. <laughs> people had a lot to say. Um, what were the people upset about? Well, just the reference of Jeffrey Dahmer and saying like you're gonna, about eating a black man when he Jeffrey Dahmer actually ate black people and you know that was the whole thing. But people said to 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 um, against her point, they were outraged about the series too. Just saying like they not, we're not as mad at you. People are upset about the show. And someone said there's been so many Jeffrey Dahmer bars in the industry. Y'all y'all go choose her and to be mad about. Get over it. Somebody said y'all need to Google how many times he's mentioned in raps by men before her. Someone. <laughs> People also brought up the YK Osiris, YK Osiris incident, saying, wasn't she just playing the victim last week? You know, people are pretty mean. But when it comes to the people versus Sukiyana, in this case, Amanda Seals, I'm with the people, kinda. Hmm. Because, and not just for Sukiyana, I don't like rap aside, I don't like when rappers use certain things and reference them in their songs. I feel like Jeffrey Dahmer, that's like a real situation people like literally eating, black people are eating. Which is not like a funny thing, or like how people do like the Tina Turner, like um, domestic abuse um, bars, or even like Lil Wayne had the one he was like, beat the vagina up, like Emmett Till. Like, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Or people make like Colin Bar references in songs. I'm just like, can we? There's so many things to reference to make your point as a rapper that we ain't gotta go like, you know, dark and twisted. Because these are people's like real lives that we're kind of like playing with. And that's like there are more clever ways to use your musical. Um, talent. So, you know, express your thoughts. My thoughts, my thoughts. I just feel like at the end of the day, like, writing is very difficult, by it the is, way. It is. Um, especially when you're rapping because there's just so much of a volume that you have to create. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also something to say for just the reality that, like, that's the world you're in. You're writing on the world you're in. I also think there's just tastelessness. Some stuff yeah. is just tasteless. Right. I don't think it needs to be, like, you're canceled. But I think some stuff is just tasteless. I think when it gets to be um, you're canceled is when it's in, when it's promoting violence. Yes. Uh, that Which, by the way, that was the case <laughs> that all say. the 90s would be a wrap. But I think particularly like um, when you hear lyrics, I'm trying to remember the lyric. Like, I think like Rick Ross had a lyric about like roofing somebody oh, yeah. or something. I put something in her drink and she you know it. Yeah, that, like that, that, that to me is when we move beyond tasteless mm-hmm. to reckless in a way that we have to acknowledge does end up being like mm-hmm. a reflection of your character. Right, right. So, you know, I'm with you. I think I'm with the yeah. people. I'm with myself on this one, honestly. The people... <laughs> People sometimes be a little shaky bakey with their commentary. Okay. But yeah, Sukiyana, that one is. Let's, let's, let's try a different set of bars next time. Well, that's it for this week's edition of The People Verses with Jeremiah Like the Bible right here on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Things I learned this week. 
there's a lot you can learn from them. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. And I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it's that time people been waiting for. It's time for you to hit us with the things that you learned this week. So I learned that um, the first free black settlement was actually in Fort Mose, Florida. Okay. Yeah. And apparently there's archaeology students who are working to uncover the rich history of the first free black settlement. And they're finding like artifacts and just like remnants of like this entire settlement that was down in the depths in Florida in 1738. Okay. And they're like having to like trudge through like bayous and water like waterways to get to this but it is black history that's very exciting to discover and it really says a lot about the fact that like even though slavery had existed like they had found this little part of the land that was untouched and they like scooted on over there and built a settlement in 1738 of free black people shout out to the free black people um, so I also did not know that Run DMC was originally going to be called Run the MC. Okay. Run the MC. But DMC apparently spit like some undeniable raps mm-hmm. for uh, their record exec. Mm-hmm. And they changed the name to Run DMC. And we're celebrating 20, uh, 20 years of hip hop. 50. 50. Sorry, 50. We're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. So I thought that would also just be a really cool fact. Um, last but not least. Did you know that for 50 years... Japan used a eugenics law to sterilize about 25,000 of its citizens. And eugenics is basically like the study of like genes and like the preservation of genes. Right. So basically they had this law that was like, if anybody um, in your family had like mental illness or had some type of like uh, disability, et cetera, they would sterilize you because they felt like you having a kid is going to debilitate the population. Yikes. Some of the victims were as young as nine years old. They were surviving people at nine years old? Yes. That's not good. Yes. And it didn't pass. The eugenics the, the uh, eugenics protection law, like stopping this, did not pass until 1948 after World War II. So, you know, when we talk about America, we also like <laughs> got to understand like these are the countries wilding. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It happened here, too. <laughs> It happened here, too. Um, And of course, you know, most were women. And uh, it's just really like you just have to remember, like, as we look at the way the government is now still trying to control was successfully controlling our reproductive rights. Right. It's this type of stuff that happens. Now, what I will add is that the recent government, there's a recent government compensation program in Japan, in Japan, that's offering victims Twenty two thousand eight hundred dollars, which is so specific, but the statute of limitations prevented some of them from getting it. And only one thousand forty nine of the victims have gotten the promised compensation. And of course, like I said, other countries like Sweden and the U.S. had similar eugenics programs um, and forced sterilization or contraception is still legal, still legal in some countries, including you ready for this. I'm not, but go ahead. 31 of the 50 states of the United States. All righty. There you have it, people. That's why we need to vote. That's why we have to know what's on the books. That's why we have to be a part of our civic responsibilities. And that is the things I learned this week. I would love to hear from you guys what you learned this week. Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more show for you. Keep it right here at The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone and dial. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you've reached The, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. So I've had a conversation, actually three separate conversations in the last 14 days with members of the Black community. And something I've come to learn this recently is the same way as a white and I'm an LGBTQ individual, gender non-conforming individual. As a white person raised in Texas, I was never taught about Black Wall Street. I was never taught about so many important auspicious occasions. I've come to learn that 
perhaps the same way I wasn't taught those important monumental occasions. I think a lot of people, and maybe namely, maybe everybody, I don't know. That's something I learned in the last week, and I thought I'd share. Thanks for doing what you do. I feel like something got cut in that audio, but what she was saying was, not only have white people not learned about these things, black people haven't right. learned about these things. Nobody. And that is by design. Nobody. Because if you knew about these things, then maybe you would rise up. If you know about these things, then you would know maybe that your capabilities extend beyond what have been shared with you mm-hmm. by the people who don't want you to expand farther than the bootstraps they've assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't just Black Wall Street in Tulsa. Right. They looked like Wall Street in Durham. Like there were, we just talked on things I learned this week uh, about there was a free black um, settlement in 1730 in Florida. Yes. The knowledge got, knowledge is getting caught in Jeremiah's throat. He's coughing. So that, listen, that's something that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like black people know about these things many of us just because like we expanded our educational mm-hmm. effort. And I think as we go from generation to generation, you have people who are like teachers now that are like teaching. Like I remember having like a, a onslaught of like just black teachers who made a effort to be like, are we teaching this? That's not in the curriculum. Like Emmett Till, we learned about that in like sixth grade. That one in the Cab County school <laughs> But Miss S. Williams, shout out to Miss S. Williams, made sure we learned about that. They're like the four little girls, like things like that that aren't always taught or are shied away from yeah. in the public school system. So, so if you're a teacher, if, you, if you're a parent, if you're anybody, you got to spread the knowledge because they're not trying to teach y'all. No. And you got to assume that it's not being taught. Right. So that you can make it your business to learn it uh, and to teach it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for calling and thank you for sharing what you learned this week. I love it! Y'all remember to call us up with what you learned this week. one 855 Amanda 8 That's 1855-262-6328 Get in on this Things I learned this week Bandwagon It's a fun day Friday We'll be right back On the Amanda Seal Show The Amanda Seal Show We up, we up, we up McDonald's is not new to chicken So maybe stop questioning That chicken cred And get your hands on the McCrispy Juicy fried chicken Buttery bun Unmatched pickle to chicken ratio Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. And I'm just getting closer and closer to, to 42. Really? How and does it feel? it was on this day in 2017 that Jay-Z released 444. Ooh. Are you going to drop you an album for your birthday? No. I am <laughs> not. In retrospect. <laughs> you know, being 42, uh, is it, at this point, I'm every year is an age that I just never considered. Really? Yeah. Like, I never, like, thought about, like, ooh, what's 42 going to be like? Oh. Never. Okay. Actually, I will say this. I do think about 44 because I had a, a psychic uh, astrono- astrologist that I used to go to all the time, and she told me, like, 44 is my year. So, if you get that 44 and it's not your year, do you get your money back? Great question. Or do you square up with her? Because I'm like, <laughs> I've been waiting for 44, girl. And you are a mess. But speaking of 42, Amanda, mm-hmm. I was debating, should I do this or not? Well, let's do it because I'm feeling it. Oh, gosh. What? I got you a gift. You got me? Yes. Get, well, save it to the end of the show. You sure? You wanna, I'm, I'm holding it for the people. It's a birthday gift. I can hear it. Yeah, I hear that. 
Knowing Jeremiah is a mess. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's a mess. So I'm going to And make... I've had it for a while. That's the funny part. Did you always know that it was a birthday gift when you got it? Um, It was a g- gift. I was like, oh, birthday's coming up. It should, I can hold it for the birthday. It makes more sense. It's more... All right, all right. Looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was such a sinister, evil laugh. Because I was like, am I going to give it to her right now? Should I wait? But I feel like I should just tell you. All right. Well, I'm glad to know there's a gift coming at the end of the show. So stick around (laughs) to find out what the gift is, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. And my birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday to everybody who's turning whatever you turn in today. Cancer season is in the building. (laughs) I cry. You cry. Cry. We'll be right back. Jeremiah, like the Bible, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it's time for a story of black joy. All right, let's do it. So, Amanda, when the International African American Museum opened to the public on June 27th in Charleston, South Carolina, it became a new site of homecoming and pilgrimage for descendants of enslaved Africans whose arrival in the West Hemisphere began on the docks of the low low country coast. So the $120 million facility features nine galleries that contain nearly a dozen interactive exhibits of more than 150 historical objects and 30 works of art. The uh, museum houses and exhibits artifacts exploring how African-Americans labors, perseverance, and resistance in culture shaped the Carolinas and the nation. It also includes genealogy research center that helps families trace their ancestors journey from the point of arrival on the land. To me, that's the biggest story of Black yes, Joy right yes, there. Yes. Because I feel like it's one thing with these um, dope spaces that they create that tell the history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's still the reality that like we are very disconnected from mm that history in like a tangible way. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, this reclaiming of sacred ground for enslaved kin, it's important. I think some people might feel like, oh, like this is just really performative or like, who cares, you know, but it there's a, there's a spiritual practice to it. There's a cultural practice to it yeah. that I think we have to continue to do because we are still continuing to like form our bonds as black people in this country. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many things that continue to like try to sever that. Yep. And then when we have this ability at a research center to help families trace their ancestor journey back to, you know, where they, where we came from, it also again fights this effort that has been made to sever that. Yeah. And I think especially in a place like Charleston, yes. where like there's such a rich black um culture. Yeah. I think that's like that's like the Gullah Geechee um mm-hmm. community. It's also such a rich racist culture. Yeah, yeah, that they you know they remind us all the there's time. There's a great uh there's a great uh <laughs> documentary called Descendant on Netflix about okay. um just how like there's an actual there are descendants in South Carolina of Slaves who were brought on a slave ship after the Emancipation Proclamation because there was because there was a white man there who uh, made a bet with his friends that he could still get slaves. And he literally went and stole folks and brought them back. And yeah, things I learned this week. And the ship, the (laughs) ship is off the coast. So check that out. Uh, But nonetheless, If you are in Charleston, you now have a new space to um, go get in touch with our past, our present and our future. So make sure you check out the International African-American Museum. And the word international is there because as black folks in this country who in many cases have been descendants of those who were stolen, our experience is an international connection. That's Mm -hmm. what the diaspora is about you have there are black people out here who really be like there's no such thing as diaspora we're not african we don't have any connection to them we're just us and i think we can be both we can be descendants of africa and still know where we came from Mm -hmm. and be uh black americans who know where we are i mean that's the truth of the matter Eh, well people don't (laughs) know the truth but that is a story of black joy keep it locked right here to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we are. Happy Fun Day Friday. It's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremy Like the Bible here. This is the Amanda Seals show. Mm-hmm. And on a Fun Day Friday, we like to play a little game. Yes. So we brought our trusted engineer, Supreme, in the mix today because we're going to play a little game called 
Word Game Friday. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got a better name for this. Working title. Working title. Working title. Working title. So basically, throughout the week, uh, we always give a word of the day. Yes. But for the effort of retention, okay, because that's the thing. It's retention. I could tell y'all the word of the day all day, but if we don't hear it again, it's rare that we retain it in order to utilize it. And I'm trying to give y'all as much opportunity to expand your vocabulary and express yourselves as possible. So today we are putting Jeremiah and Supreme to the test. Now, first and foremost, we got to get your buzzers. Okay. Got to get your buzzers. Okay. So Jeremiah, what's your buzzer going to be? Word up. That's my buzzer. As in like cameo? Like word up. Okay. 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 I got it. it. Oh, yeah. Hello, Amanda. (laughs) All right, Supreme. He took it all the way back with that one. Um, <laughs> that's mine. That's what I'm rolling all with right. today. All right, that feels we very generations. Yeah, no, stop. <laughs> I'm not part of that generation. I was gonna say you has been in New York for quite some time. So and <laughs> and yes, Supreme was not a part of the cameo generation. I mean, we were word up, uh, word up. That was disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> all right, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Yes. I think Jeremiah came ready. He got the guns out. Uh, he got the new hair. <laughs> Haircut, like he's ready to go. I'm worried. We got the new haircut. I don't know what you got planned. You got your hair done too, though. I'm going somewhere. I mean, I'm just walking around the place. Sun's out, guns out. Let's go, Jeremiah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. The first word from Monday. Okay. Is lambent. Oh God. Oh, I know. You're. 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 Okay, Supreme. Um, that was like lightly lit, something like light. You can speak in a lambent tone. You can have lambent ambiance in the background. That yeah. is correct. Yeah, yeah. Lambent can mean softly bright or radiant or yes. flickering. It's also often used to describe speech, writing, music, and even wine that has a light appealing quality. Okay, HBCUs. Rip me out the plastic. I'm acting brand new, Jeremiah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the game's over. <laughs> I'm screaming. Woo, child. All right. Next word. Next word. The word is from Tuesday. Consiglieri. Oh, uh, word up. Okay, Jeremiah. <sighs> I can't say it back, but <laughs> consiglieri? Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. It's a, like, per- an, an advisor of sort, like a trusted advisor. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. The game is tied. Mm -hmm. The game is tied. You know what? Because the game is tied, we gonna gonna come back. Okay. We're going to come back and y'all going to get two more words and we're going to find out who the winner is. Okay. All right. right. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Steele Show. We're in the thick of it. Supreme versus Jeremiah on a word game Friday. <laughs> what a name. What a name. <laughs> what a name, y'all. That's literally just the name of the email. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals and... I'm your Mike the Bible. And... Supreme. Is he <laughs> supreme? <laughs> we are in the middle of a game, y'all. Yes. If you're just joining us, every day I give y'all a word of the day. But I want y'all to retain these words. And the best form of uh, the best uh, tool for retention is repetition. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna bring back these words today in the little game called Word Game Friday, working title. Uh, and we have been testing our HBCU grads, Supreme and Jeremiah like the Bible, on these words so far. The words have been lambent and consiglieri, and it was a tie. Mm-hmm. They, they each got one. So now we got two more before we can find out who has been paying attention. All right. All right here we go. All right. Uh, just a reminder, refresher. Jeremiah, what's your buzzer? Right up. All right. And uh, Supreme, what's your buzzer? Yeah. All right. Takes me back to Harlem. Okay. <laughs> the word is from Wednesday, and it is pungent. Oh, oh you're, right you're. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah got in there. Ah, is a, it could be a smell or a taste that is pronounced, that is um, sharp or um, b- b- bountiful. <laughs> okay, uh, now since clearly, cool. now since clearly, both of you all knew this. Mm-hmm. What is the other way that it can be used? What is the other way? Oh, I remember this from uh, that day too. What was it? I just remember pungent underarms. That's what I thought of when I thought of the whole thing. Underarms. Oh, uh, oh my God. 
Not someone's speech. Is, is someone's speech? That is correct. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yes, you can also describe communication that has a strong effect on the mind because of being clever and direct. Okay. Right. Oh, man. I'm down bad. I'm down bad. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay. Now, it could end up in a tie, in which case I will just throw out any word and you'll have oh. to find it. Okay. Okay. The word is from Wednesday and sorry, the word is from uh, Thursday and it is kludge. Ah, you didn't, you didn't buzz. You can't just say, okay, okay. All right, Supreme. My brain was buffering. (laughs) See? (laughs) See? See? Wait, why can't I think of this? Yo, I we just had it. Like, it was, on the, yeah, it was on the top of my mind. Go ahead, Word Jeremiah. Up. You might have this one. Like, it's a, a, a it's to do something in a makeshift way. Um, it's a name. Yeah, yeah, damn. That is right. <laughs> Particularly in electronics or computers. Yes. Now, at one point in time, people used to like call this type of thing, oh, that's ghetto. I never got down with that. To me, when it's ghetto, it's like it, it, it's not organized. It's just thrown together. Like it's definitely put to, made to like inconvenience people. But when black people find ways to innovate, whether it was with a clue or an egg, I don't think that's ghetto. I think that's innovation. I'm with it. Well, it looks like Jeremiah, like the Bible, is our victor. It was the shirt. Supreme, it was the shirt. There. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was, sure. <laughs> you know, you did say Jeremiah came to, came to win. You did say that, you know, it, it's fun day, Friday, fun's out, guns out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope you all retained those words and use them in a sentence. Lambent, consigliere, pungent, kludge. Make sure you tune in next week to find out the words of the week right here on the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Pick up the phone and dab. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremy, like the Bible. And you've reached the, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. I love both of you very much. I'm a big fan. Um, I just wanted to talk about the caller who um, she was sharing the things I learned this week uh, about New Orleans and how they bury their, they don't bury you in the ground, you're buried in your tomb. So she said ashes, but so what you can be cremated and put into your tomb, but what really happens is you are in a temporary tomb or a temporary coffin for a year and a day. So they do have hearses and bodies. After a year and a day of decomposition of the body, your remains are then put into your family tomb where they appear to be ashes, but it's really just like the breakdown of your body. So they put the remains in there. They're not necessarily ashes, but your remains then go in that tomb. And that's how you can fit like a whole family of 20, 30 people into the tomb. So I just want to share that. There are some um, there are some cemeteries in New Orleans. It's called the Poor People's Cemetery that are underground. They're just not deep and the graves shift. And once you go outside of the city limits, there are regular cemeteries. Okay, just wanted to share that. Love you guys. Shifting graves. Wow. We love a follow-up. We love... But she she <laughs> heard her thing and then was like, let me give you some more. I love what we're creating here. People, look what we're doing. Uh, Community of knowledge is my favorite thing. Because I know either. I ain't know about the first part or the second part. Even when she said grave shift, I may need you to call back and tell me what that actually means. (laughs) Are they moving? How are they moving? Where are they moving to? Yeah, all of that. Are they coming out the ground now? Boo, thriller. 
I don't like, like cemeteries for that reason. <laughs> I don't like cemeteries because um, I have a bit of a gift and I just feel like they coming out like yeah. uh, like Coco. They're going to come and talk to me like Tabitha. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. I don't need it. I don't need it. Oh, Coco. Remember That was a good movie. Me. Coco is literally one of the best Disney movies of mm-hmm. all time. Go watch that, y'all. Go watch that, y'all. Stick around, though, and listen to us. Because we got more Amanda Seal show right here when we get back. Monday, Friday. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. like the Bible. And we are almost out of here. We got a couple more things to get mm-hmm. done. Of course, it is Friday Friday and we got your Black Joy story coming. We also have Black Spin. Yes, yes. You know, a lot of people really don't know about like actual like hip hop journalism and how that was like a very real profession. Right. And right. Uh, I was in the midst of all of that, y'all. I was, mm-hmm. I, was in the, I was in the thick of it. So we're going to talk about that. We just, of course, talked about earlier this week, the new XXL. Freshman class. Mm-hmm. People just look at that like, oh, it's the, a, a cover. It's cool. It's whatever. But like at one point, that was really like a a benchmark for some people. Like I had to be on a part of the freshman class, be part of the freshman class. I mean, I want to talk about when we get to the blacksmith, I want to talk about just how hip hop journalism was integral to the expansion of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So we're going to mm-hmm. get into that. All right. We also got things I learned this week coming up and Jeremiah, like the Bible, got me a birthday gift, y'all. I did. But we have not revealed that. So save it to the end. Save it to the end. <laughs> save it to the end. Because if he got me something I don't like and I got to stick around this whole show and like act cool, I'm going to be annoyed. So uh, <laughs> stick around because before we get out of here, I'm going to open this gift. <laughs> you all are a gift. So please keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Make sure if you miss any of the show, you go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And you can check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, where we were given the gift of Ananda Lewis, who really I had just met for the first time in person, even though she did my Smart Funny and Black in the Crib show virtually during the pandemic. We right, just met in person. Right. And um, we're actually, we should show the video of when we actually met for the first time in person on our Patreon. We should do it. Yeah. Yes, on the Patreon, Amanda, you can you can you can see our first interaction. It's it's very heartwarming at theamandaverse.com. Anyways, we got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked. It's the Amanda Seals show. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah like the Bible. And you know how we do on Friday. It's time for a story of black joy. All right, so we got some big news from Duke University, Amanda. Enough Kaylek. <laughs> so the university announced on Tuesday that they will provide full tuition grants to North Carolina and South Carolina undergraduates whose family incomes total $150,000 or less. In addition, Carolina students with a family income of 65K or less will also receive assistance for housing, meals, course materials, and other campus expenses, eliminating the need for student loans. Look at that. So this is really, really special because of that last line, eliminating the needs for student loans. When we talk about the ways in which there can be reparative measures and restorative justice measures in this country. A lot of folks really land simply at just reparations, and Mm -hmm. that is absolutely one of the ways. But it's also in how we create other paths to economic freedom and to educational liberation. And this is a great example of that because having access to a higher education, which of course is going to allow for access to critical thinking skills and comparative Mm -hmm. analysis, but also to simply just like better jobs, also more confidence, all of that. Like, that's a real thing. We have to remember we live in a country where black people weren't allowed to read. Then we weren't allowed to go to school. Then we weren't allowed to go to college. Like, so all of that is still a legacy. There's other part of this is student loans sidle so many folks who do get the opportunity to go. And they want you to pay them back, y'all. They said they're coming back in August. (laughs) So this, again, to me, is a restorative justice practice that Mm -hmm. is consciously thinking of, okay, how do we create a path forward to economic and also educational liberation? And doing this is that. And also, remember, we're in a nation that very actively is trying to get rid of DEI. Yeah. And that is also trying to get uh, successfully getting rid of African, I mean, um, affirmative action. Mm -hmm. So here they have they have found a way. Well, I think also people often negate socioeconomic status in um, 
providing um, equity and inclusion. We, we look at it like you like we're race and gender, but not realizing, especially like for black people, how our financial status in America kind of uh, sets us back. Of course. I don't think people always think about that. Like, oh, your socioeconomic status is a key key factor. In I think when they created credit in the 80s, in the late 80s, because I know some people don't know that, but yeah. their credit was not just always here. Mm. Your credit score was yet another way to keep black people back. Mm-hmm. And your credit score requires you to have debt yep. in order to get a credit score. It's a, it's a complete racket. Yeah. But for so many black people, it was like, well, I'm already like being treated be- like I'm already not given access to these spaces. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get debt in order to get the credit that I need to go in these spaces. And then that same debt is what they use to prevent me from being able to get into these spaces. Welcome to America. Ciao. Well, Duke expects that more than 340 students from North Carolina and South Carolina will benefit from the grants this upcoming school year. And the grants will go in effect fall 2023. We love to see it. And that's why this is a story of black joy. You know what to do. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for The Black Spin. Now, Jeremiah. Yes. Um, You wanted me to talk about, like, hip-hop journalism? I did, because, you know, earlier this week, we <laughs> we did the game where I hit you with the freshman class of XXL uh, 2023 yes. cover. And I really was just like, oh, like, Amanda used to be in the in the game with the with the magazines, writing for the, the source, wasn't it? The source in double XL. Yeah. Um, I'm like, so what was the history of this whole thing of being a part of hip hop journalism and how that impacted the culture? How has it changed? I think a lot of people, you know, don't remember that like before there were blogs and before. That's why you love Brown Sugar so much. Because you like. I, yeah, mind. like I, I get it. Before <laughs> there were blogs, before there was like these Instagram pages, before people could just be like, I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. Like you had to actually earn that by really doing the research and, and creating stories. And the other thing is that before social media, the only way you could really learn about artists and their stories and their work was hip hop was journalism. Mm-hmm. So that's where like Rolling Stone had become such a landmark publication. I mean, I remember reading this like long article about the Beastie Boys in Rolling Stone that literally made me love the Beastie Boys. And it was also like how it was written and how in depth it was, etc. When it comes to like the creation of stuff like Vibe, The Source, Double XL, rap pages like at the time of these publications creation hip-hop was still like mystical you know like it was mysterious yeah like you had all these artists and you have folks from all different parts of the country Mm -hmm. and there wasn't that same connectivity because this is also the burgeoning time of like yo mtv raps and rap city Mm -hmm. and so people are like oh who's this and where are they from and what are they about and hip-hop journalism was about really connecting these artists to the fans in a way that was about more than just the music at this point now like people do that themselves on their instagrams or their tiktoks etc but you needed hip-hop journalists in order to do that in the past and that's why also hip-hop journalists needed to have a certain level of ethics they need to have a certain level of skill to be able to properly like capture mm-hmm. like when you go to new orleans and like you're meeting cash money for the first time it's like you need to capture in this writing like what is the world that these folks are coming out of right where right. they can come with a whole other style of music that we just haven't heard before on a national scale I remember starting uh, when I was writing at The Source. I was always I was also writing for allhiphop.com. But when I was writing for these places, I was getting to interview like legends. I remember interviewing Snoop when he was in this like pimp phase where he was like <laughs> walking around with women on leashes. Okay. And I remember straight up saying to him like, That's a joy. you think this is cute. But like if your daughter came home and said that she wanted to like get on the stroll like you would be down with that and he was like I mean if the game choose her and I was like cut it out (laughs) cut it out I remember interviewing DMX rest in peace in his hotel room and he kept nodding he kept falling asleep oh okay because of the drug use oh okay yeah it wasn't because he was sleeping (laughs) Um, he had a long day and he like kept, he was like kept going in the bathroom and coming out and I just have to like stay there and like try and get it done like do you think there will ever be a time where that style of hip hop journalism comes back but probably I'm sure like in a new way though in this digital medium 
I mean, I think there are folks that still adhere to that in this digital medium. You know, we see folks like Ego, like um, Ebro, you know, he does right. stuff with Apple Music and even Elliot Wilson, who is one of the pioneers of hip hop journalism. Like he does stuff with Apple Music. We see like Rob Markman. He does a lot of stuff about like R&B artists and, and with Genius. Yeah. So I think there's still like an, an, an energy and an effort that's being made within this digital medium. But I also think it's just something different to writing versus just verbalizing. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily know if that's going to come back, but... I know that all of that work that they were doing is going to be a big part of how we continue to see the growth of hip hop within the academic space. So shout out to all my hip hop journalists. We we had a time. We had a time. Uh, when we get back, we got more time because I got to tell you about the things I learned this week. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. Time to get out of here. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Uh, you know, we had a full day today, but most importantly, I'm turning 42 tomorrow. You are. I'm turning 42 tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I don't have any plans for 42. You know, actually, I do. I do. I do have plans for 42. <laughs> okay. My plans for 42 are I've got to chill more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like really what I want to do. I want to get more uh, organized in my like professional life of things so that I can like chill more and not be so hectic. I feel that that's, that's, those are great things. Some people are like, I'm going to go to space and build a rocket shit. And like, I'm going to go to part of the new frontier. (laughs) I want to go to the side of my pool. That's That's where I want to go. That's good. Cause I I read somewhere like, you know, stress is like the number one killer of people. Of course it is. And there's also this thing that you feel like you're always chasing. I feel like I'm always chasing something that I'm like, what are you actually, what Mm -hmm. are you chasing? It's like ambition, but I feel like it's more so like out of habit Mm -hmm. at this point, this ambition thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to get a handle on like, okay, what parts of this are like genuinely like just your creative juices always flowing, you know, your aspirational efforts, what part Mm -hmm. is that? And what part of it is actually like being fueled by just being in a society that's always like saying, you got to do more, you got to do more, or this person is actually doing this better. So you need Mm -hmm. to be doing this better. Like what, I'm trying to, that's something I really want to work on at 42. You preach to the choir. (laughs) That might be be a general entry I just wrote. Who knows? All right. All right. So Jeremiah got me a gift. I did, y'all. And we are going to finally unveil, we're going to unveil this gift. Um, I'm going to tell the people, you come get it. I'm going to tell people what it is. I have to come get my gift? Because I got to tell the people what it is as you come get it. Oh my God. And there's like a big canvas next to me, y'all, that y'all don't know. No. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was in D.C., we went to D.C. to do something cool. I was at the museum, the National, the Civil Rights Museum, the Black People Museum. I can't think of it. It's not the Civil Rights Museum. It's It's National African American History Museum. Yeah, in culture. Okay. Um, And I was going through just looking at the gift shop and I came across this publication and I was like, oh my God, Amanda would really love this publication. So I got it and I've been saving it for like three weeks or something like that. This is perfect because it's our 50th anniversary of hip hop. Thank you very much. Hip hop and other things. A a collection of questions asked, answered, illustrated by Shay Serrano. By the way, this book was put out by Abrams. Okay. And it was edited by my editor, who was formerly at Abrams, Ms. Samantha Wiener. Okay. And uh, Abrams put out my book, Small Doses. I was like, I get this book in a minute. Like, I already got this. I'm going to be so devastated. Cause I'm like, I feel like she has like a lot of hip hop related things. I'm like, she might have this book, but I'm going to just still do it. Um, but when you actually look into it, it's actually very funny. Cause I was like, she'll appreciate the comedy of this. Well, let me just tell you, this is great because we did uh, our black spin segment. This, this uh, hour was mm-hmm. about hip hop journalism. Yes. And I feel like one of the, one of the like really groundbreaking hip hop journalists was the, the group um, Ego Trip. Mm-hmm. And so Ego Trip had a book of rap lists. They had the book of racism. Um, Ego Trip was Sasha Jenkins, okay. who is a like great director who you probably know who directed um, uh, It's Going to Be All White, I think it. Oh, yes. Right, right. Yes, that was yes, the name the of it. Uh, yes. So he's an incredible documentarian. Um, then you have uh, Elliot Wilson, who does a lot of stuff with Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. right? So shout out to... Uh, um, that whole thing, and then Chairman ja- 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 Chairman Chow, uh, Chairman Mao, who is an Asian dude, but he's written like a lot of like history on hip hop. He wrote okay. like a he wrote like a definitive history book on hip hop called um, "You Don't Hip Hop You Don't Stop." I think it's called. Um, but they really like laid the groundwork for like using humor mm-hmm. 
to talk about hip hop. And Shay Serrano does a really great job of keeping that tradition going. Okay. And they were the original journalists of like Double XL and Source and Vibe and all that. So like, literally the forefathers. Yeah. Source. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all in the hip hop community. 50 years. I'm going to love looking through this. No, I already it's, see. It's hilarious. I was skimming. I'm stopped. It's funny. She'll like, <laughs> she'll like this. One of the things that I'm reading this, one of the things that makes Nas such an interesting lyricist to think about and talk about is the fact that A, clearly he's a brilliant person and also B, he's not above mentioning the 14th, the 14th best Sylvester Stallone movie in a song. And so you hear him compare himself to Stallone in Cobra and because he's Nas and because he has consistently proven that he exists a few steps ahead of most everyone else, you can't help but also start looking past the obvious stuff that connects him and Cobra. They're both cool. They both like sunglasses. They both run a movie with LL Cool J and start trying to find the fourth or fifth level of meaning is that Nas is making when he draws that comparison. Y'all, I'm going to have a good time. It's a hoop. It's a hoop. It's a hoop. Well, thank you very much for my gift, Jeremiah. You're welcome. I was worried. I thought it was going to be a gag. No, I don't do I would do a gag if actually, <laughs> but it would be a gag that would make sense. Okay. Because I'm a very sentimental person, deep down inside. Hmm. I mean, my homegirl and I have been sending the same uh, set of Percy Miller wristbands to each other as a gift <laughs> since we were in college. <laughs> they literally say P. Miller. <laughs> Shout out to P. Miller. Shout out to Percy. Shout out to y'all. Um, next time I'm here, I'll be 42. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you for your love and support getting me to this point. Remember to hit me up on the Instagrams and just drop me a little HBD. I actually hate HBD because I'm just like... You could have spelled it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a great one. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we look each other up. Have a good weekend. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.